This is the Hunt, Trap, and Horns podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the third episode of the Hunt, Trap, and Horns podcast. Today we're going to be talking about all things shed hunting. Um, and yeah, it's going to be fun. It's been a big topic that we've been talking about for a while, especially now that it's spring and we've been getting out quite a bit as much as we can anyways and uh yes we thought we'd do a podcast on it share some of our uh, tips and tricks and maybe some stories as well and yeah both kind of have different angles of how we've gone about shed hunting for the last couple years and have our own different success stories and stuff and might as well share it oh yeah no we definitely got into it totally differently Mm -hmm. um and yeah no i think we got a few things to talk about and some good info to share will come out of this one yeah yeah hopefully it helps you guys get get into some sheds and i know the last probably the last two years i've picked up way more sheds than i have before just learning different things from podcasts and videos and um yeah hopefully that'll help you guys as well so i got into shed hunting when i was I think i was probably around 12 i think um my uncle was big into shed hunting and stuff my dad wasn't and he had picked up some really nice sheds while hunting but has never really like gone out specifically to pick up sheds um but my uncle was into it he would go out every spring and was very successful and it was also i mean even only 10 years ago there was a lot less people doing it and we'd go into areas and pick up a lot more sheds than what we do now um but he started taking me when i was younger and really got me into got me the itch into picking up sheds and that's where i originally started and have just continued going from there Mm -hmm. gotcha yeah how about you um well so mine i never really got into shed hunting until more recently i mean i'd say within the last like five to ten years Mm -hmm. um but like growing up i was a farm kid ranch kid so it was like i was on a horse and so it was a lot of those i was like before we started recording i told you like it was i just thinking about briefly how many sheds i just passed up (laughs) uh, just riding a horse you'd look down and be like oh there's one oh there's another one i mean like literally i mean i don't can't put a number on it but like over a hundred easy i mean oh yeah because i mean you think i mean my whole life growing up riding you're just you're riding out literally where we were hiking even Mm -hmm. you know and other places like it and all the time you'd find i mean this might be you know several years old and bleached out falling apart and other ones are you know freshy and you're just oh yep there's one oh that's kind of cool keep going we got work you know (laughs) yeah pushing the keep pushing the cows or keep legging up the horses or whatever we're doing um so I passed up a ton. <laughs> I, could have, I could have a lot more than I do now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it just wasn't something that we were after. And again, those are like, when I kind of think about shed hunting, I think about, I'm getting into bear hunting also, right? And kind of all the times you've been out in the woods and like all the bear I probably passed up or not seen because I wasn't looking for bear. Yeah. So again, these are like the sheds I saw, <laughs> even though I wasn't, you know, actually looking for sheds. So it's like, how many more out there <laughs> could I, I missed? Yeah. Know, or oh, for up? sure. Yeah. You know, because I wasn't looking for them. These were ones literally like, you know, probably on the trail I'm on with my horse. Yeah. You know, or close to it. Um, so just kind of once I got more and more into hunting and then kind of got like, oh, hey, got my hands on some actual antlers, you know, an animal I killed. Um, then I probably started to appreciate it more and seeing, okay, well, you know, maybe the rarity of, you know, a unique set or yeah. trying to find a set, you know, that's not on an animal. Um, so you started to appreciate it more and kind of taking it less for granted as just another shed on the ground let's keep mm. going down the trail so um i got into it a lot more just recently like i said the last five to ten years so primarily whitetail um just because that's what i've chased and that's the amount of time I'm, i have to spend in the woods it's i'm shed hunting and checking trail cameras yeah. and doing all this other stuff um so primarily whitetail picked it you know five to ten years more ish experience i mean not nothing hardcore but that's 
when I've actually started, I'm going to go make a trip out into the woods just to look for sheds. Okay, so you have, you know? like, started the last couple of years yeah. actually taking trips out, just going and picking up sheds then? Yeah, and again, I mean, I'd, I'd probably check in jail cameras and doing stuff okay. like that too, but but going out looking, okay, I'm going to go just hike looking for sheds. Mm-hmm. At the, you know, after, before, you know, doing camera um, stuff, but whereas before, it would, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we're out working, and I might stumble across. Something. No, that's how like a lot of people are. Um, but now it's definitely you've seen a switch, and a lot of people are heading out and picking up sheds, and it's getting more competitive. And now um, states are putting seasons on for it, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, everyone knows like Utah just did their closure this year because the amount of snow and everything. And I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing in Utah, but Washington hasn't yet, so. Um, but we've always been smart. You know, if you come up and there's a deer herd, you're obviously going to go around them or turn around and just back out until later in the spring is what mm-hmm. we've always done. And, um, it's been good. We haven't, I'm, you know, I haven't felt like I've ever pushed deer too hard. You know, I mean, there's times where you come up on one and you didn't see and they'll run off a ways and you just back off still. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we go here in Washington. I'm sure in the next couple of years they'll put a season on it, I would think, especially the way Washington is. And so, probably. Um, Not surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> but hopefully we can keep picking up sheds and people can still be responsible and uh, not push the deer and elk, especially when heavy winters like we had this one. And, mm-hmm. But out of on instagram stuff it seems like people are being pretty respectful so far yeah um well it's just like one of those things too you you know you do something good like basically not her you know what they want to call probably harassing wildlife no one's really going to talk about it but you have one you know person out there that screws up and makes a mistake mm -hmm. or does just something stupid and there's people are so quick to latch onto that and use it as the example for the whole outdoor hunting or more hunting just you know specific community yeah it still doesn't make a hundred percent like i still don't understand it a hundred percent because you can still go out and hike in the same areas you just can't pick up the shed to do it Mm -hmm. you'd still go do everything else except pick up the shed which is the part that they make illegal Mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting and seen videos of areas that are closed for shed hunting but people are still going out with their dogs and everything and they're not picking up the sheds but they're still going out in the same areas but yeah. it's so don't know how well it works 100 percent, but i guess we'll see here in the near future mm-hmm. oh yeah cool so you you're more of a whitetail guy picking up whitetail sheds and stuff which i have mm-hmm. too in idaho not as much here in washington i mean i've found a few um, but I've definitely spent more time just almost majority of the time picking up muley sheds in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I feel like I have the most experience um, in picking up sheds. And uh, you want to go into what you, how you find your whitetail sheds mostly? Sure. Um, so where, where I'm primarily going is um, – Basically, where I where I hunt late season, or one of the one of the places I do at least, um, and it's up there a little bit. You're around thirty four, thirty five hundred feet elevation, so there's usually a good amount of snow. Um, like this last year, I'm glad I didn't plan to go up there because I would never got in in the first no. place, um, not even close. So, a few factors that I look into, and I don't go into too much, you know, detail. Um, I like to kind of keep it simple. Again, I'm still figuring this out. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's keep that in mind too. Um, But I like to look at, first of all, what is our weather like? What what are we coming at? What type of winter are we coming out of? Or are we still in or just coming out of, depending on when you're going? Um, And I think that's going to dictate a lot. uh, Obviously, access, if I can get back in there and actually get low enough snow cover to find sheds. Um, But I'm trying to get in there right off the bat. I mean, as soon as there's still only a few inches of snow on the ground, and I know that those tines are going to be poking up (laughs) through, I want to go. Yeah. Do Um, you know, like on average, what, I mean, is that January, February, March? um, What month is that normally? So right now, end of March... 
like with a heavy, heavy winter, right? Like we just had, and it snows actually melting off pretty quick. We had a little late, couple little late, little late flurries. Um, right now is probably the best okay. time. So I mean, yeah, right, I, I would like to get in right now, just yeah. because I know, like, I drove by some other roads and stuff in that area um, this last weekend, and no one's been in there yet. There's not okay. even a snowmobile, and so I'll take my side by side in there, no problem. There's three, four inches ish on the road still. Oh wow! Um, back underneath the trees, a lot of it's melted off, but there's still um you know three four inches around everywhere yeah. but it's enough t- the sheds that i would like to find <laughs> they mm-hmm. should be sticking out so it should yeah. still be okay i mean that's pretty late when you think about i mean sheds deer shed season in yeah. march you know a lot of people are getting out early i mean i even picked mm-hmm. a freshie up in december this year which was oh, yeah. unreal a mule deer shed oh yeah and um i know a lot of whitetail guys are really hitting it in that mid-january already oh, yeah. but oh, you're way sure up you there can, in elevation yeah, so, yeah, we're so high everyone else we're, we're so high up there that you, you just can't get in mm-hmm. there's no access i mean when i went by there first i mean there was four feet of snow up there i mean yeah. it was like on the road um so trying to get in there is just you can't access it even on snowmobile um you can some of it but it's again you're not gonna a lot of those deer could have got pushed out too also so it just depends on what it looks like in there mm-hmm. um but even this winter with having a heavy snowpack there's enough terrain in there for them to they still survive though they didn't move all the way down i don't believe so at all anyways um so i'll take a look at that um what's the snowpack look like currently how how heavy how hard and also just how cold has the winter been mm-hmm. um one then two that'll dictate kind of the where at in this general big valley drainage um am i going to be at am i going to be at the bottom am i going to be up higher up am i going to be mid there's different watering holes um throughout there there's a creek that flows you around it doesn't freeze uh, in spots mm-hmm. um so there's just different those just all that stuff i just said are huge you know cues to where you can go and try to find deer mm. you know um obviously they all they need water they need food they need someplace to sleep out of the weather um and so that's what i'm going to target so if it's a super heavy winter i'm going to stick down probably a little bit lower um get into the thick trees because when you get back in there um even in spots even in the sagebrush here where you can still see where their trails cut through yeah um, where they just keep it packed down and i'm going to be walking through there because that's where the does are going to be that's where the bucks are going to be and then after you know rut they're still going to be hanging out down there because it's the easiest living yeah um weather dependent so that would be for heavy winter if now if i have a lighter winter which i don't want i mm-hmm. want them to be pushed down low i want them to be congregated you know um now if it's lighter and they're able to move around a lot more uh, you know lighter snow year um then i start looking for things similar to what you might do for muleys mm-hmm. um those slopes that are getting the sun first that are going to be growing the the have the latest you know grass going to have the earliest feed you know in the season yeah um checking those out um uh, finding what areas are they probably going to be bedding in where their food areas just when walking those transitions um also with whitetail they're painting the rear because they like the nastiest gnarliest terrain also they they want thick gross stuff that you're not going to be able to hunt in especially with the bow because just you're going to make too much noise right um so it's also about walking through that stuff and it's also nicer to do it early in the season when you have snow still on the ground because a lot of those bushes grasses that grow all that stuff are still knocked down so you can walk through all that stuff still easier um so also covering terrain and for whitetail typically it's the stuff you don't want to walk through mm-hmm. yeah but that's where you're going to find a lot of those sheds yeah so kind of lighter year i'm going through the nastiest stuff you know i mean covering more terrain heavier snow year i'm focusing more on the bottoms um for bedding areas and then getting out more on those slopes for you know in the sun just in those transitions in between is kind of what i look for for the most part and what type of country are you like are you shed hunting in is it timbered or is it open timbered um yeah like river bottom type stuff or um, what are you so i'm, I'm going to be high up um heavy timber a lot of heavy timber um oh, yeah. thick thick stuff there's going to be some thin some clear cut strips through there um but a lot of heavy timber um uh creek bottoms 
because um, they're definitely gonna they gotta have water. That's one of the biggest things people I think forget about during mm-hmm. during winter time. Yeah. Is the, it's very easy to get dehydrated in cold weather. People you just forget about water. Yeah. Well, those deer don't. And they gotta find it. So they're gonna still be. They gotta have a water source. And so things that get frozen over they get covered with snow whatever there's got to be one somewhere if the deer are there so there's a, that's a starting point right mm-hmm. there so creek bottoms uh, definitely creek bottoms some watering holes um and then thick timber okay thick drainages that's pretty similar to what i was shed hunting in idaho and hunting in idaho um when i've been over there it's you know heavy heavy timber where there's almost nothing even growing it almost looks like a park underneath it in a lot of places, um, once you get more on the south slopes, then it gets brushy and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for the whitetails in Idaho, there was heavy timber. And I was usually hunting steeper slopes um, where the snow was melting off first mm-hmm. and where they were coming down to and where they would come down to from the higher country. It was just happened to be steeper with benches. It, there was not. I mean, very much level ground at all besides the little benches here and there. Everything was steep slopes, and that's where we we picked up a lot of sheds in that area. Just A lot of people don't want to hike it also because yeah. it, was, it was pretty terrible sometimes. But mm-hmm. that's where the deer were going because they would have the easiest time. And, uh, yeah, it was – I didn't know that. It took me a long time to figure out how to shed hunt over there. It, I mean, it was like two or three trips before I even found a shed. But over the years – being over there i finally started to pick up little key um areas and stuff and then just finding them as i mean i'm used to sheds turning white over a long time but mm-hmm. there they turn green and that you know it's just different yeah. for my eyes to see and um well it still is weird i mean they're gonna say weird but just like humbling too because like now i'm just sitting here thinking you know, I told them that I go through the nasties, gnarliest shit, you know, you want to mm-hmm. find, and that's whitetail country, and it is, and that's where I find whitetails to shoot, but there's times, too, I'll go out, you know, with my dad, and I'll go walking, okay, I'll go through this hillside, nasty, thicket, you know, just looks like hell, you walk down the nice trail, you know, mm-hmm. through the grassy bottom, open, you yeah. know, all that, and he'll, like, I found, I think it was a little two-point one side, he walks down there, finds a match set five by five yeah like nice white tail just <laughs> match set length. Stuff. literally right off the trail i mean like two feet maybe off the trail mm-hmm. both laying there literally he just it looked like he just jerked his head and both boom fell off i'm like what the <laughs> hell <laughs> yeah yeah i come on that as well where i mean i've I had buddies walk roads and pick up sheds and mm-hmm. i'm up off the road trying you know thinking that's where the sheds are going to be in they pick them up along the road where they just haven't people haven't happened to walk through there yep. yet and obviously the deer would walk there i mean why wouldn't they it's the yep. easiest um but yeah that also is a big big part of it is like are you how many other people have been in the area because no mm-hmm. one's ever going to find all the sheds most likely yeah. and so that's always try to tell myself when I'm out there is they probably if there has someone been out there it's they probably picked up the easier ones and so there's going to be the harder ones out there to find yep. but there's very low chance that they picked up all the sheds mm-hmm. anyways so I never get too discouraged but you know it's hard not to when you come across boot tracks out there oh yeah um, but that's just part of it now I mean so many people are into it which is you know it's nice getting people out getting um, people more connected with hunting and everything which is always important to have especially you know in a state like this bringing a community together oh yeah to help keep seasons but yeah that's i mean that's all really my whitetail experience in idaho it is i picked up a lot of sheds over there but it took a long time to figure it out and it was you know just hiking lots and lots of miles through yeah well, like terrain. I said, most of mine was even now to the point, even now to the point um, where, uh, like, I'm not solely. Like I, said, I guess I just don't have as much time as I wish mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. the woods. Like, like anybody, especially everyone, any parent, yeah. especially. Um, so I'm always going out. 
I'm looking for sheds while I'm doing all my other things too. Yeah. So even whether it's you know maybe my boss won't hear this and he doesn't listen to this, <laughs> but while I'm working, there's times <laughs> where I'm out. You know maybe looking to you know hike a power line and yeah. look for sheds while I'm out there, or um, like going out turkey hunting. Prime too found sheds all the time turkey yep. hunting. Just because I'm still I'm looking down, looking for train, looking tracks, looking for a head bobbing through there. You know I'm not looking for a deer, like a, yeah. a body or a back, you know, or tail. Um, so it's just about also kind of multitasking, trying to find them going out, doing other yeah. stuff too. Now I picked up a lot of sheds doing, I mean, everything else in between working and just hunting from all the seasons and driving. I mean, I've picked mm-hmm. up numerous road sheds too that you wouldn't suspect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy where you find them sometimes. It always amazes me that where areas you find them at and yeah and where you'll find boot tracks and people will have walked right by them or drove right by them and just like how yeah. did they miss that but then i've probably done the same thing well, we did. Missed we're looking at your map when we, yep. we went out there you're like well i walked this far or this close to it yep yeah i literally walked up up a ridge and then went out about 15 yards to look off the edge and then turned back around and came back and in where i went around I had missed a shed, and when I went up the next day, I just went straight up and found it. Yep. It was just like, how many times does that happen that you don't mm-hmm. know about because you don't go back? Yep. But yeah, so that's um, it for me for whitetail sheds. And so you want to get into picking up muley sheds All now? Right. And this is your territory. <laughs> yeah, it, I've spent probably ten ten years now, like really, really, really into shed hunting, especially for muley sheds and. Um, it took a while yeah like i said earlier probably to the last two or three years before i really began to figure out how to hike it right where you are finding shit and using um binos and spot and scope has been huge the last couple of years i never thought never even thought about using optics to find sheds but mm-hmm. now when i walk up a ridge i'll sit and stop like every you know couple hundred yards and just glass areas down below and it's amazing when you're scanning and all of a sudden a shed just pops up and you're like no way i would have never found that if i wouldn't have stopped and glassed or mm-hmm. even a couple this spring i was within probably 50 yards of but they're they weren't big sheds but they're smaller and i just happened to glass like 50 yards down below onto a bench and saw couple sheds and i was like that's i I wasn't planning on walking it because you know i I was wanting to go up but it happened to be down below where i hadn't been and found some sheds like that and it's just crazy how close you can come and still either not find them or find them if you're using Mm -hmm. using optics and so that's something i've really started to take advantage of the last couple years that i definitely didn't in my earlier years that i'd recommend Gotcha. And I, I just do quick scans. I know there's some people that spend a lot of time, you know, picking apart every like bush and where they may be eating or bedding. And I probably should do that because I'm sure I'm still missing sheds when I'm glassing. I know I have because I know I've glassed benches and then have walked it and found sheds there. Um, but still, a quick scan over it will usually you can pick up if it's an obvious one. It's not you know buried or anything. Mm-hmm. You'll see it. Um, and slope I'm usually on I usually start on south facing slopes and kind of go off from there depending on where I'm seeing sign um, you know I still will shed hunt north slopes but if I'm seeing sign there on seeing sign that's a big part of it for me if I'm start if I'm hiking and I'm not seeing much sign from where they've been over the winter then I'll bail on the spot and go to the next Mm-hmm. And just go to a spot where I have a higher chance of finding sheds more frequently. Because pro- there probably still is sheds in those areas, but, you know, it would take more time, a lot more have, gritting. Like, the density you're looking for. Yeah. yeah it's just going to take longer to find, mm-hmm. you know, shed over time. Where when I was younger, I would probably spend a lot more time in there, and I'd probably find a shed or two. But if I would have bailed earlier on the day and gone to a different spot and tried a new spot, then I may would have, you know, now I'm picking up five sheds. Mm-hmm. the hike instead of one or two and so it took a long time to figure out you know just you can come back to the, you can always come back to the spot if you want but go hit the spots you really want to and um 
get those hiked and then if you run out of errors which probably won't ever happen but Mm -hmm. go back to the spots you gave up on yeah um but a lot of it's on sign for me and i do not necessarily scouting but i'm like driving around in the winter predator hunting i'm always looking to see where the deer are at um what hillsides they're on you know what slope they're on if what they're eating and everything and that gives me a cue for when Mm -hmm. i go out in the spring um what i should be focusing my time on because like i i now i'll do quick like you know half mile to maybe two mile loops and not put in like a 10 mile hike and stuff i'll just find a spot do a loop through there and i'm obviously if i'm finding stuff and stuff start gridding but um if i'm not finding anything then i haven't put that much energy in, into it so i'll back out and go to a new spot mm-hmm. and that's how i've really found more success in it is quick short hikes in areas where people may have may have overlooked and yeah there's sheds there gotcha. there's there's pretty much sheds almost everywhere but there's the density is what's different so so you're doing the quick shorter hikes yep. just to trying to find um see if you can if something looks good find sign like yeah. you're saying you're looking for trying so to find the pockets sheds where they're hanging out to in. basically you're looking for something that will tell you yes this is worth spending more time yep here so what what is it so what what gets you to go to those places in the first pl- like the first place you know like what what are you driving down you're mm-hmm. like hey that sticks out to me i should yep. look there i usually try to pick out the s- areas where other people won't hike i mean mm-hmm. the, the steeper areas brush brushy areas um and yeah just where like like not even as areas that from road. Then, yeah i i overlooked when i was younger because i didn't have that much knowledge of it and so now that i'm getting more knowledge of it, i'm like you know i've never seen a truck park there and you know i've seen deer there before but i've never seen a truck park there i've never heard of anyone you know talking about this area so hike it and it was like last year there's an area i drove by i mean i worked in that area so like i mean hundreds and hundreds of times and I just got out, and I picked up 11 sheds, all within probably 400 yards of the road that literally, I mean, thousands of people drive by, just mm-hmm. overlooking, because you feel like you can see the whole area and stuff, And but once you get out and hiked, I mean, I went 50 yards off the road and picked up a five-point muley shed, and then <laughs> it was just like went on Good from fun. there, and Good fun. yeah, I was pretty stoked, and it was freshy too, and um, yeah, it's areas that maybe people think that they can see from the road but they can't and you know i'm not just saying you know shed hunt from the road because i mean we've done some backpack trips for sheds and which work really well when you get away but it's kind of that awkward distance where you know a lot of people go like the two to five mile mark out and around but they don't really hit necessarily right by the road and they don't get way out there yeah so it's the in-between distance for what i've noticed here personally um and the quick short hikes for me has paid off more and that's the time that i've had the last couple years with college and then now work and a baby i just have time for the quick short hikes and um, not necessarily the backpack ones Mm -hmm. yeah well it just sounds like too you're using basically using your time more efficiently yeah so that's what you're looking for the amount of time you have to spend what's the best kind of bang for your buck Mm -hmm. gotcha no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and that uh kind of that quick uh short hike strategy but hiking a lot of different areas I got from from my buddies in Idaho as well cuz that's what they do is you know they get to certain points, you know, it's either whether it's a draw or a ridge and then just go up to a loop up above it and come back down if they didn't find anything. It's just like even like what if you that's pick steeper, up a, is this is this for you guys yeah, doing it steeper that was, terrain too? Yeah, for the yeah. Yeah. Um, I in mean, Idaho, sometimes you come across the benches where, you know, more flat areas that yeah. where they'll congregate in the winter if they can. But, um, but, yeah, that's where I learned that strategy. And I ended up using that here, which I never thought of because I always tried to go, like, as far as I can, always go farther, you know, to, like, outdo the person that was there before. Just yeah. keep going because there's got to be something there. but. You know, sometimes there's just not that many deer that wintered there, and so there's not that many sheds. But maybe mm-hmm. it could be two ridges over that that's where the sheds are at, or that's where they were congregating. 
and um yeah and it's i've been way more successful the last couple of years doing that okay. it is i mean it's still fun to go do the longer hikes where you maybe you stay out for a night and you get farther than the other people do um but for like success and like sheds per mile the short quick hikes have what done it for me for sure that's good to know mm-hmm. never thought about it that way yeah no i had hadn't either till i went over there and i mean because usually i would always like make sure my backpack was full of snacks and water because i was gonna be gone all day and this stuff and then when i went over there with my friends i mean we were like i mean we'd be in rubber boots and stuff we wouldn't even be in hiking boots and no water wouldn't even bring binos we wouldn't bring anything with us we just go quick loop and almost could always see the rig half the time and we'd be picking up sheds it's just huh. it was weird yeah i wasn't used to that way it took me a long time to get used to it because i brought yeah. my backpack even mm-hmm. like because it was just habit for me to if i was going on a hike i would bring my backpack and water and all this stuff and eventually i was like man if we're just gonna go for a quick you know mile hike half mile hike maybe two miles if we're picking up sheds or something then it's not worth it to bring yeah. it anyways so there's a lot of uses yeah <laughs> I mean, I've ran into more problems the last couple of years. Just like I've had too many sheds to carry yeah. on a hike than before when I'd have my backpack and everything. I never really had that problem. Right. I just you're, you're hoping you yeah. Did, I was but. hoping I would have that problem where I'd stack them all in my backpack and everything. But yeah, like that one hike where I picked up eleven this that last spring. I was like I couldn't even pick them all up. I was leaving little piles and stuff everywhere, and I'd come back and get them later. But <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. Yeah, and so that's mo- that's my probably my biggest tip that I'd have for people for now. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also just depends on the area. I mean, you may be in an area where it's more heavily populate, populated than where we are, and so people may go do those shorter hikes just to go out, and it may yeah. not be as successful. Yep. Um, but then also feed is a big one. Um, Bitterbrush and Cianothus are the two for me that I'll key on key in on over the winter because that i mean that's where i always will find the deer at is either bitter brush or cenothus pockets and where they're feeding at that's where the that's where the sheds are going to be and in between there and their bedding areas um, and usually that's pretty easy to see there's i mean it's almost main trails between their feeding and bedding areas especially if mm-hmm. it's where they're going to be for the winter um and so yeah i've also that's enough for those short hikes just find those areas that are like that and go hike them real quick and then move on to the next one and but uh seeing oath this was or also known as buck brush is um mm-hmm. what it is but that's one that because it keeps its leaves over the winter and so the deer really hit that hard mm-hmm. and that's probably why it's called buck brush also yeah and um rocky areas was one i never thought i would find sheds in but i the last couple years where i try to find areas where i knew people hadn't hiked i had tended to go to like really steep cliffy rocky areas that like didn't even seem like deer would be there at all and all of a sudden i was picking up more sheds in those areas as well and even in areas where i know like on ranges where i know people have hiked and stuff but they would hike the easier stuff where you would think the deer would be mm-hmm. um you know on the benches and south facing slopes but they didn't necessarily hit the really steep rock slide faces that may have some grass here and there and little benches or little uh, flat spots where deer may well, bed this terrain but, you're talking about too is not easy yeah i mean it is not easy to navigate so just uh, your average joe schmo off the street is no way in hell they're gonna want yeah. to go up there yeah it's definitely like cat country for sure yeah. i mean that's where all predators are hanging out and everything but that's why i also didn't think there'd be that many deer in there because i know there's a lot of predators but i also don't get pressured by people but also that's why the predators are there too yeah that's right yep for sure yeah and i know like i mean there's not that much people pressure and um everything so yeah that's one probably even what the last year and a half is where i've been focusing on is Mm -hmm. seeing those south facing areas that are really rocky and have some grass and some benches in between where i'm like there's no way that many people have hiked up in there 
mm-hmm. and there's sheds in there it's pretty crazy but but it makes sense though because the steepest slopes are what melts off first and so yeah. why wouldn't the deer go to those areas first even if they have a flatter spot but there's going to be snow there longer so if they they'll go over to the rocky mm-hmm. steep areas for at least a little bit anyways and those rocks will hold heat too yep and so that melts sure. off and yeah that's a lot of my tips for muleys anyway um you know they always you're always going to be surprised where you find sheds i've picked one up at 6200 feet once and like because we were up there just hiking in the high country and um i came across the shed and i was like no way that's and it was a little 2.2 like maybe you know two-year-old two-and-a-half-year-old or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like shocked when i saw that up there one thing i was surprised about too when we went uh you talking about the amount of time you spend covering an area and you spoke to it a little bit here mm-hmm. um but how you basically cover you look at cover sound well at least what i took away from it was you look at covering more ground um and finding those like i don't want to say gimmies but like the mm-hmm. ones you have to look for but then the obvious ones yeah versus spending a, a bunch more of amount time. of time yeah. looking through actual sagebrush trying to find something yep. that's hidden that well might not be super hard though. yeah so no that's usually my first hike into an area i cover as much country as possible not i mean if i find like a that's hillside, what I was to keep up like where in the hell is this guy <laughs> yeah like, where I, did he go just and i, I mean, look and be like okay no he's still at the same elevation but he's way over there now I'm yeah like, oh i got a boogie <laughs> yeah i would try to stay or i mean stay in the similar area but just covering as much of the country that i want to see as possible to mm-hmm. know if i want to come back and you know that's hitting the ridge lines and ridge tops and some of the bottoms as well just to see the sign because that's where you're going to see like the most sign and where you'll find some of the sheds at and so if i'm hitting those areas and going you know as far as i can um in that range that i want to hike um if i don't pick up any sheds then i probably won't go back but if i'm picking up sheds like in that one area that we went Mm -hmm. then i would go back and i gridded it really hard that following day and i found a few more but actually found less than i thought i was gonna gridding it yeah um then i did when i went out and just covered as much ground as i could and saw the area that i wanted to yeah and that could be just instinct you know like now over time that i've done it a lot i may just have a better instinct of like there'll probably be a shed over there and not there Mm -hmm. um or more likelihood of more sheds being there and not less down there um and using glass because i try to not leave like any areas that i didn't at least look at and so if i find an area like there's a line i really want to hike but i also want to hike that other one then i'll choose which one i can see like if i hike this line i know i can glass the one down below yeah or or vice versa or whatever it is and so that's how i'll choose so i'll go the upper one and glass the bottom one and not hike it unless Mm -hmm. i come back then i try to always hike you know the areas i glass because i've i found them in areas that i glass and just didn't see because they're too small or hidden too well or something but um yeah i definitely like even like i said before you know i'm doing smaller hikes but covering the hot spot areas where you think you would see them because you can always come back and grid it mm-hmm. tighter than what you did before but you know usually that first like your instinct of where you think you're gonna find them mm-hmm. is you know usually right um yeah but you know it i mean it's super hard like it's variable because deer change every i was seeing deer you know this winter where i've never seen them before where there's probably now there's gonna be sheds that i've hiked or in areas that I've hiked where I've never found sheds before, and now there might be sheds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also the other way around, in areas where I found sheds higher elevation, that there won't be any sheds there this year because of the amount of snow. So gotcha. it's also, like what you said, originally super dependent on snow and weather and everything yeah. and the time of year because, 
you never know. We got a bunch of snow early on that pushed them down, but then by the time they're starting to shed, it was actually receding. They may have been back up a little bit closer to where they um, would normally be, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, super variable as well. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, I've, you know, I've been focusing on hiking the steep, nasty stuff, but if you know there's an area that people haven't hiked or haven't hiked that year yet, Benches are always a good go-to. I mean, where they're going to go bed at, um, get out of, um, get out of the elements and everything. It's yep. You know, I found a lot of sheds on benches, but it is also where people usually go to first, and so yep. um, that just kind of depends. If you you know get permission by a private landowner or something that you know they never shed on, I would those would be my first areas I'd go hit is go hit the benches where you think the deer are going to be bedding and staying at but um yeah but, you can get away with those gimme ones early yeah you know even the snow is first coming off but then it's like then now yep. it's time to put the boots on yeah for sure go hit yeah. the hard areas yep. even those short hikes but you're getting still off mm-hmm. that road yep and then just you know like we've talked about transition areas as well and um it's pretty interesting we there's some areas that we hike around here where we've there's one mountain where we'll find a lot of sheds on and another one that we'll find uh, quite a few sheds on and in between it's just like nothing it's yeah super weird you know they're only sure. but maybe a mile apart at the most but yeah. the in between between one knob and the other one it's i've hiked it numerous times and have found very little for the amount of miles mm-hmm. i've put on but on you know this knob i'm finding multiple sheds a mile and same on this one but in between it's like one shed every three miles and it's yeah. weird it's, it's just like those, a gauntlet they're just running through yeah they're one not, of those no yeah they're I not mean, staying that's no. for sure they may lose it on the way through so you may find one and get lucky but it's not where they're staying and where there's going to be a higher density of sheds yeah i like those because i can just walk right along the trail if it's <laughs> yeah. not here it's not worth my time <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice and easy yep and uh yeah but that's just just got to learn by doing i think a lot of you just got to get out and do it, go. really. You just got to go. Because you'll learn all this stuff just by being out there. And what are, so if we were, you were to go out, or actually, okay, so let's say little Billy here wants to go out and start shed hunting. What are some of the key things you think he needs as far as gear? Gear? Yep. Man, I mean, good boots would be number one. Is, yeah. I mean, that are already broken in. Yeah. It's. <laughs> good boots for me i mean waterproof um that's where you i mean i feel like you gotta start because you're gonna be hiking no matter what you you don't necessarily need everything else but you gotta be hiking and so good boots would be number one optics are nice um gps or like phone onyx or you're looking like a fur but for optics you're looking like just a pair of binoculars yep i i if I know I'm gonna be in big country, like we've shed hunted areas down in, you know, central Idaho, big muley country, where I'll bring my spotter because I know that's the only way. I'm, like my binos, I'm not gonna see one because it's gonna be a mile or over a mile away. But usually, if you know I'm not gonna be in huge country, it's just binos for me, um, and I use. Um, on X or you know whatever mapping you know what binos you using? I'm using Leopold eight by forty twos. Yeah, I didn't know you're Leopold. Yep, that's what I started gotcha. out as for now. Um, my spotting scope is Vortex, mm-hmm. um, but my dad was always a big Leopold guy, and he had I started do. us on Leopold. I think so that was a big generation. I think it was for too, yeah, for sure. And so I. Nothing against Leopold yeah, at no, all. No, nothing. They're I still, mean, they're both like of my gr- rifles. Like, yeah. I have nothing against them. But Great brand. Leopold but... was like, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. right. a lot of dads. I see yeah. use Leopold still. Yeah. I think that was also pre-Vortex, pre a yeah, lot of other stuff. Before they really blew yeah. up. And so I personally like Vortex more. Um, but I mean, Leopold is great optics. They have great customer service, you know, great mm-hmm. warranties and everything. But um, yeah, so I'm just using though i would like to get a little bit bigger pair for when i'm just shed hunting and stuff like what are you thinking like a i was thinking 10 12, 10 
10, uh, 10 by 50? Yeah, 10 by 50 probably yeah. is what I was thinking um, for an X pair. And I don't know what brand I'll go with what yet. What are you putting those in? I just got my new uh, marsupial vinyl harness. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Ease you into that yeah. one. What are you putting those yeah. in nowadays? It's, uh, amazing. it's so cool. I've used it a couple times already, and it's awesome. It's got I got the pistol holder for it and also the rangefinder um, holder as well, and it's 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 comfortable it's light and it's super nice having your pistol right on yeah. your chest I mean, especially when you're in you know like heavy cat country like where i usually shed hunt at mm-hmm. and um and wolves and everything and it makes you feel more comfortable even though you know it may not make that much of a difference but it makes me feel more comfortable out there oh yeah for sure and um so we got definitely your boots yep pair of binos if you can the bino, whether you're using the marsupial, some type yeah, of bino no, caddy, don't. some type of hole, they are yeah. nice though. They yeah. are so. I use mm-hmm. one. I use the vortex one. Yep. Um, they there's they are so nice. Yep. I had the Sitka one before, which I love that too. Mm-hmm. It just didn't have the accessories that I um, yeah. would like to have, and so that's why I switched over to marsupial. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, which one you use, yeah, um, they do make a huge difference. Yep. It's so much more handy. Um, and then uh, one thing that I was surprised about that makes such a huge difference obviously i'm not a huge hiker <laughs> working on changing that yes yep. I, tra- I told you about that are a huge game changer whether it's just like ease of mind and extra little bit of balance on each side you're climbing up going across you know faces rock it takes hopping. a lot of weight off your legs it's crazy yeah. i yeah i literally feel like i could go twice as far when i have trekking poles compared to when i don't Oh yeah, because I never used them game changer. till the last two years, and you know I see all the big guys using it. You know, you see Martin Chag and the Hushing guys are using trekking poles when they're out shed hunting and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, I might as well give it a shot if they're doing it. And man, I feel like I felt way better. Um, you know, legs aren't getting as tired, and mm-hmm. you know I don't feel like the burn. I mean, when you're going uphill, I mean you always feel a little bit, but not like I did before. Not as bad. Well, and, and also I think it takes a lot of that. Like you, it, it takes the place of a lot of like quick twitch muscles you're using for balance. Mm-hmm. Like when you're oh, just walking yeah. across slippery surfaces, snow, rocks, whatever, you can just bury a pole in, yep. or that's just you hold that out. It's just more balance you have out there, like a lever. Mm-hmm. And so I think it just it saves your muscles that way too. Instead of I mean, you're obviously using it going uphill yeah. and across, you know, pushing. But I think it also just helps with I don't know better dexterity i guess i don't know what, oh, what you want to call it saved me a lot of but times yeah, it, from falling it, on my butt oh yeah well instead of me having to put a hand down you mm-hmm. know to go over this rock or whatever i'm just boom 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 i'm over it i don't have to bend over i don't have to do any, it's just less yep. energy you're you're saving energy all the time using them yeah no so I'm they've like, been a huge, huge game changer yep. yeah so i'd recommend people you know if you want to feel more comfortable out there and go farther trekking poles are huge yep that's um, a big one yep and I don't know what else really. Um, oh, like I was saying before, the I I'm always looking at my Onyx. That's, That's what I one. use. Yep. Is like where where I can look on there and see what and put the topo lines on. See what path they may be using or where the next bench is or how they would transition between areas. Um, and you know that's not just like an Onyx thing. You could use any of the other satellite image apps and yep. everything but um i use that a lot but onyx is nice now that they have the i believe it's called train x and mm-hmm. it's um you can choose you can put in what elevation you want what aspect you want and it shows the areas and so if i have an idea like what type of winter it's been and what area i want to shed on i'll put that in there and it'll show me the areas on the mountain that are that location yep, that or match that, that match it mm-hmm. and Again, that's been pretty cool more, better use of your time efficiency yeah. yep yep so sure. that's been a big one for me and i i always track and mark almost every shed that i find and so then I know if then I know if I hiked the area again where exa- my exact line was, and then also seeing trends. I mean, yep. over time you'll see like, whoa, I picked up a lot of sheds in this, you know, half square mile area, and then none around it. And then over here you picked some up, and so you just see trends over time using that map. And if if you're consistent with it, mm-hmm. and um, even when I go back to areas where I've been multiple times. 
it's always hard for me. I like I was like, did I walk this exact line or did I walk over there? You know, because it only takes you know twenty yards, and you can see different um, yeah. different areas where there could be a shed where you wouldn't mm-hmm. have seen before. Um, yeah. Uh, other than those, I don't think there's anything. I I really like wearing gaiters also. Just yep, that's a good one. Um, I used to never wear those when I was younger, but got into those and that's you know they're handy to have and mm-hmm. i've gone through quite a few pairs now because put on a lot of miles with them and in the snow it's pretty hard on them so oh yeah warmth and waterproof yeah um other than that i wouldn't say there's too much i do i do quite a bit of just e-scouting as well mm. just looking at areas seeing what what spots i want to go to and marking those on the map yeah is there any other equipment that you use when you're out you know, nothing really comes to mind. No, I'd say those are the big ones we hit on the boots, mm-hmm. the poles, some type of your binos, and like some type of mapping. I would mean, yeah. use Onyx. Those are those are the big ones. You by use far. Onyx as well. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, religiously, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I spend a lot of time on that. I even use it for, yeah, definitely. Even stuff outside of hunting, like their yep. tracking and measurement and stuff like yeah. that. I use it all the time. Um, so, no, I'd say that's that's pretty much, I think we pretty much covered that one. I mean, obviously just dress accordingly. I mean, be halfway smart about, yeah. you know, baseball cap or beanie, gloves. Um, Have you I ever something. gotten into areas where you got into a bunch of ticks or anything? not bad just because mm. generally we we stay out of the bush when it's tick season mm. i mean during the, the height height of it and we just start doing that again from being a ranch kid and a farm kid mm. growing up you just know now's you know now yeah. we're pulling ticks off the animals it's not time to go into the brush <laughs> so okay. um and usually also during that time of the season usually anyways we're getting into heavy watering so we'd be out working in the ag okay. fields you know changing water and stuff like that um but no, definitely we ran into ticks all the time, but I mean, we just avoid it. We I stay out when it's the start of the heavy tick season, or at least up to the point. Sometimes we get lucky and have like a late frost, yeah, and it, it helps knocks them down. Um, but we just stay out of it, yeah. Or or generally too, where we go up high, we don't run into ticks nearly like we do, you know, right outside here. You know, getting up in the elevation at thirty five hundred plus feet, yeah, we're just not running into them up there, not like we do here. So that's nice. Yeah, I think I'll we're pretty during that time. lucky here. We're, I've only ever once, you know, I put a lot of miles on the mountains. I've only ever once hit a spot where I actually had, a, like, oh, I mean, it was, I think I counted 20, 25 on my legs once. <laughs> like, yeah. on the outside of my pants, not yeah. on the inside. Um, but, like, it's, I don't even really think about it. I forget in a lot of areas that hike that they even exist and so Mm -hmm. it surprises me when i actually get one on me even same in idaho areas i maybe get one you know the whole season and that was it but yeah that one spot hey that was it that was the only time i ever like got it bad you know you see like the people in the south where you know they get hundreds of them and everything but yeah, I think we're pretty lucky here. Oh yeah, no, we are. I mean, I, I usually will get I get a handful on me a year now, and that's I mean that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we would. I mean, growing up, we'd be pulling them left and right off our horses all yeah. the time, and dogs all the time, riding back still for horses, legging them up, breaking horses, riding for cows, all that stuff. Um, we would pull a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but no, stay out of it. But when it gets like that, I stay out of there. Like I said, we'll go up high. Don't have to mess with it. Maybe have to mess with mosquitoes up there by yeah. then. You know, everything's behind up there, so because you're so much higher. Um, that's what we do. Just get out of the area. Yeah, it's also cool in the spring to get out and see the grouse. You know, they're out there oh, doing yeah, their thing. Sure. And then, you know, deer and stuff, or, you know, they're starting to get birth. And I've walked up on two bear caves, though, or dens. Yeah. And that was pretty terrifying. The two times I've done that, both of them were in Idaho. And yeah, it was just walking up and you can hear them start like grunting at you. And Uh the first time I like had no idea, like 
I was I actually had music playing when I was going and I heard it and I stopped paused my music and I stopped I was like 15 yards away from the den and I it, it stopped because I stopped and I started walking again and I got to where I could see the whole it started grunting out of, out of there at me and holy cow that was pretty scary oh, and then yeah. I did it again I was probably actually like three miles away from that area so it was still relatively close and as soon as it did i knew what it was that time the second time and i got out of there quick learner (laughs) yeah that was that first one was pretty scary for me i was like not expecting that at all oh yeah just imagine that come barreling out of there it was scary i had my gun ready just in case because yeah i didn't know what was going to happen but they Uh they don't seem like they want to come out when at all at least well, what I've been anything looking. around here too they get so pressured here it's like mm-hmm. they're gone they'll take yeah. off they're out of here yeah so that's always fun to be out in the spring as well and see those you know the grouse and the deer and elk and bears and everything coming out mm-hmm. but yeah and have you ever picked up any moose or elk sheds or anything no haven't even mm-hmm. i've never seen some really old moose sheds i never even i didn't even pick them up i left them oh okay. I mean, they were so i mean just falling apart mm-hmm. old 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 um i don't think i've ever actually came across an elk shed here local came across some in montana but nothing nothing local though okay haven't even haven't even tried mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i haven't made any special trips for either of those two i picked them up in there all every time when i've been hunting mm-hmm. except in idaho i picked up a couple elk sheds when i was shed hunting but um, in Washington, I've picked up a couple moose sheds, and that was when I was hunting moose when I got drawn when I was 14. Um, and then um, a couple down, yeah, when I had an elk tag as well, but mm-hmm. nothing. That I'm hoping my first, uh, me and a buddy are going down for our first uh, trip to just shed hunt exclusively for elk sheds, and so I'm pretty excited. Hopefully nice. we find some. If we don't, you know it. Not not that big a deal, but it was it'd still be, be cool to pick oh, some yeah, up and for sure. It's been an area that I've been into before hunting, and so hopefully we'd get lucky. But Hell yeah. you know, yeah, and all all of those ones have been in timber. Every elk shed that I found has been in heavy really? timber, and I think where they're hanging out in the winter time. No, and, I just haven't. I haven't even tried here. I mean, our mm, elk herd isn't exactly stellar. Yeah. Um, so I haven't even put in the time. The amount, like I said, the amount of time I have, I'll go put it towards something else. Something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moose shed was. I found a pretty decent one. The and it was five feet off of the road, but it was so thick with yeah. willows in there that you could not see. And I was trying to get off, like get off the road, and so I was just like, I'm gonna bail off right here, and bailed off and just stumbled through. The same thing, and. <laughs> just it was laying right there i was like holy crap and it was you know it was huge it felt i was 14 at the time so it felt huge but oh yeah it was a nice sure. shed awesome. um yeah and willows for sure that's mm-hmm. right where they were mm-hmm. i'd like to spend more time trying to figure out moose sheds i know there's a lot of guys in our area that spend a lot of time on snowmobiles and the just cruising roads in the winter and they find quite a few but i yeah. know there's a lot more that they're not finding um that are off the road and mm-hmm. you know meadows with willows and stuff oh yeah but yeah other than that got anything else to add for shed hunting no i mean i think we there's some good stuff there i think for people to take home um no, I think we kind of covered this one pretty good. I definitely want to get out do it more. Um, one nice thing I, I do appreciate about shed hunting, too, is it's something that any pretty much anybody can do. Yeah. You can take the kids out. It can be a family event. It mm-hmm. can be whatever you want. You just want to get out, go let the dog run. I mean, it's something you can do pretty much anywhere if you have access to open ground. Yeah. Or, you know, whether it's private or public, if you can get on it and you have permission, you know, obviously if it's private. But, um you know pretty much anyone can do it and so that's the one nice thing and it's a good coming out of winter yeah. when everyone has cabin fever and wants to get out with especially kids that's what i'm trying to take advantage of also is getting them out too so no man i think uh 
think we did a pretty good job with this one. Yeah, it's always pretty cool to see like my first couple hikes of the year, how out of shape I got yeah. over winter, <laughs> yeah. and then by the end, you know, once you hit end of April, I'm like, holy cow! Like I feel like I can go, yep. you know, ten miles today, mm-hmm. and where before I was like three miles, I was hurting, but. So you can you'll be in good shape for turkey and yep, I'll be turkey season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coming up soon. That'll probably be our next next couple of videos and podcasts will yep. be on turkey season hopefully coming up in two and a half weeks or something, two, yeah. three weeks. Oh man, I got stuff to do. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I gotta get ready. <laughs> gotta touch up the decoy. Yeah, I haven't got all prepared yet for it. I haven't been out scouting that much yet, but still got a couple of weeks to go mm-hmm. look and Oh, yeah. See, it'll be interesting this year with still the amount of snow we have. So it's, I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than normal with yeah, people out. For sure. All the lower turkeys are going to be getting hunted a lot harder than before. Yep. But, I, I mean, we'll see. And yeah. hopefully we get lucky and we'll can get on you. a few. We'll find yeah. something. Yeah. We will. Cool. Confident. Well, don't forget, guys, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you're automatically entered into our uh, the 1,000 subscriber giveaway. And also, if you're interested in our sweatshirts or hats, uh, send us a DM on Instagram, and we'll put you in for the next order. And, yeah, as always, like, subscribe, comment. Um, We love all the feedback. And so we'll see you guys on the next video. See you. See you.